0: Have you ever wondered, is there more to the Word of God than just words on the page? Join us for an in-depth journey into the truth of God by means of open Socratic conversation. In Proverbs chapter 2, the Word of God says, If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding." And if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Welcome to Hidden Treasures Revealed. Well, good evening all those listening now and those listening in the future. Welcome to another edition of Hidden Treasures Revealed on Tuesday evening. And this evening, um, my name is Sean, and I'm here tonight with my sister and Messiah, Cindy Gertler. This is Philip Gertler's wife. And here it on Tuesdays, uh, it's going to be me with uh, various members of our uh, Church of Messiah gathering. And depending on what y'all wants us to talk about, uh, we will talk about whatever direction they want us to go. And we've got a really good, insightful topic tonight that Cindy is going to bring out, and she actually was given this information. If I remember right, we had it not at this most recent Passover. It was the Passover a year before this one, and it's in regards to talking about uh, an anchor as a symbol in faith, and Cindy will be getting into that, and yeah, will be bringing out some information, but before we do that, uh, Cindy has been on think with us on the podcast one or two other times she had a ladies night with the ladies of our gathering and she's been on before but Sydney welcome to you did you have a how was your day today
1: had a really good day today um, just spent some time with church family and uh, had a little time with Liliana who um, is a joy to just hang around so
0: well, when me and Phil do, normally we'll say how our day is, and most of the time it'll be like the guy responds, good. But knowing that from a faith perspective that good is function, and every day, unless we have a different attitude, we should be looking at it as every day is a, a good functional day, so that's great. Um, Yeah, this evening, uh, Cindy's got some information to talk to us about. And just want to say this before I turn it over to her to, bring out what YAH wants us to, wants her to bring out that those that are listening to the podcast, and we've said this before and we'll say it another time that the information that we are giving is information that is from YAH and the information is meant to be evaluated, to be thought about going to YAH, asking them questions, looking into the word. The things that we bring out are true and They are from God, but this is about, as the beginning of the podcast is. this is about discovery, which discovery means is that we can give you information, but it's for you to take it and evaluate it and for you to discover the truth of it so that you can be convinced of it and you can really apply it and make changes to your life. Because if you're just taking what me or Cindy or anybody is saying and just, well, that sounds good. You know, that, that sounds right according to the word of God. Well, really evaluate it and weigh it against different scriptures, things like that, and ask you different things and they can have the ability to reveal to you because we don't want you to listen to us and just do what we say. We don't want you to listen to a pastor or a teacher and just, well, they've been doing this 20 years, so it must be true. No, you evaluate it the best you can. And you decide through evaluation um, what you're going to do with it. So, because so many times we'll say things, and it will sound good, or we'll bring scriptures in, but really, this is about you seeking it with all your heart and you discovering it, so that you can actually make a change, and you can find faith and you can make it your own. So, with that, Cindy, I will turn it over to you and whatever you would like to to say and bring well, whatever you would like to say and bring out this evening
1: thanks sean so i um was very interested in um the anchor um when a a while back even before passover year year year-ish ago and i was looking for some just information about it and i really came to a halt i couldn't figure out anything i I was trying to listen to her sermons i was trying to look up stuff and nothing really was coming to me at the time and i basically shut it down i couldn't i just nothing was coming and i was really disappointed because i was like i know this is gonna this is good i don't understand why i couldn't find anything to even remotely um put together as a lesson or anything, and I was really disappointed. So, moving forward to Passover two years ago, um, it came out around. It came out again, and I, um, we were not supposed to prepare anything beforehand. So when we got there, you know, I didn't exactly know what was going to happen, and I was um, coupled with uh, Edward. He was at Passover and we had, um, a presentation to make sometime during the week. I think it was towards a later part. It was our day. So, you know, going through the week and, um, I, you know, the anchor came back up and around and I did a little bit more research on things that necessarily are not quote unquote godly, but I, um, started just watching some YouTube videos and I'll get into some of the things that came out and about, which has um, been very interesting and just really easy to, um, put to faith, put to faith, um, concepts and all kinds of things. So I've had this again for a couple of years, but I couldn't find it, which is interesting as well couldn't find my book that I had all my notes in for like a month. I didn't know where my book was, which was in my Bible bag the whole time. And I thought it was in a different book. So just Yah brought that back around to me. So um, the anchor uh, symbol was used by the early Christian church as a symbol of hope, steadfastness, composure, and unwavering dedication. So they would use, kind of like if you've ever studied the fish uh, symbol, the anchor symbol was similar. It was a code for, like kind code for Christians to know that they were speaking with other Christians when the Romans were killing Christians at that time. And I, uh, there's only really one verse in the Bible that has the word quote unquote anchor in it and that's Hebrews 6:19, which says we who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may greatly be encouraged we have this hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure it enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Yeshua who went before us has entered on our behalf. He has become the high priest, the high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So, what is it about the anchor? What could it be? It has to be something, um, because it's in scripture. One and two, it is in reference to Yeshua, which is so interesting to me to have had Yah just put things in my path, in my mind. So, but the definition of anchor, we'll start with that. It's a heavy metal object, usually shaped like a cross with curved arms on a strong rope or chain, similar to the cross, similarly, as we are connected to Yah with a strong, unwavering faith and confidence. So I looked up, I'll go back. My family owned a lake house for a long time. So I was very used to boats and we had a boat and we never ne- necessarily needed an anchor, but I was around boats and those kinds of things. And I, uh, so I was very interested in this. this. Is something that I did my whole life. Um, as a kid growing up and it was interesting that we we had a dock, so we didn't necessarily need an anchor, but later on in life, we bought a pontoon boat and we'd like to go out and kind of park it with anchors on either side. And so it was interesting to set it and do the anchor thing. Um, but I know that, um, this, there are different kinds of anchors. I'm going to move on for when I was listening to, uh, okay, well, I've never really set an anchor. I don't really know how to do that. So I actually watched a video, um, of a gentleman who had a giant sailboat that was teaching people on YouTube how to set an anchor. And I, um, and so these people, you know, they have big giant sailboats, usually are big boats, and they go to like the Caribbean and sail themselves to the Caribbean, and then they have to park. So they, if they go into what they call an anchorage, and an anchorage is a cove or a suitable inlet for a ship or a vessel to set the anchor, and there's a lot of things that go into just this, this parking of your boat, and one of them is you're looking for um, a good anchorage. And what is an anchorage? It is a cove, um, and like I said, a suitable place to park a vessel, but where you park it is where you're going to probably stay for a day or two or a night and you want to make sure that your boat is secure. So having, you want to make sure that you set your anchor to have a safe place where you have the confidence that your boat is secure. A good anchor in faith is seeking Yeshua with all your heart and finding refuge and security in his life, his death and resurrection. A good anchorage to drop your anchor is in sand. It is not good to have rocky coral or rocks or weeds. Your anchor at that point won't be set in a good place and it could have your boat drift side to side. So correlating that to faith is that we want to make sure that we are building, we are setting our anchor in YAH, in a good anchorage. We are set in solid ground that that holds us tight to the maker of, of faith.
0: And I actually had a question for you as you're bringing all this out <clears throat> because you do have a background with, because I've been to the, the lake house with the, so what is the, like if somebody has no experience with a boat and they see the anchor being dropped, like what is, like if I'm on a cruise ship or something, what is the general purpose for an
1: anchor? It is to secure your boat to uh, per a certain place, like, you want to drop an anchor so that you can um set it and then your boat is secure where you put it
0: and the reason i asked is because you had said that you had a dock that you didn't need an anchor right and so just to make sure so for example you go out and we'll just say like you go out on on the lake there you're gonna go out there and you just want to stay in that fixed position to where you even though the boat will it'll be on the water. The boat will be moving somewhat. You don't want the boat to drift into an area you don't want to go in. So it's really, you want to keep the boat in a secure place to where it's, it can stay there and not be moved easily.
1: Correct. Correct. And, um, just a Bible verse that I, uh, was drawn to this afternoon actually is, um, the anchor, um, like I had said before, is you are similar, similarly to the anchor, the cross, as um, is connected to the the chain or the rope that you have is connected to the anchor that we are connected to God, and those. Um, this is Jeremiah seventeen seven says, "But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him." And if you're on the water, you're you have to be a confident captain or boat. You didn't know, necessarily. It's not like a cruise ship. Obviously that is a completely different level of, um, boat there. So, and the other, um, I found this verse as well, and this is just the confidence that we have as, um, Romans fifteen thirteen says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and that you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the holy spirit and those are just like ties that we have to yeah that we are holding on to the hope of of Christ the hope of our our faith um so a good anchor in faith is seeking you show with all your heart and finding refuge and security in his death and his resurrection. Like I said earlier, an anchorage needs to have really good depth. So you have to have some depth depending on the size of your boat. And if it's a sailboat, the keel, there's a lot of things that go into literally just parking a sailboat, say in the Caribbean. Um, but the anchorage that you do is like, like a, it's a cove. It doesn't have to be a small cove, but it's a cove that's got sort of some sort of protection in the front. So you drive in and there's like probably some sort of barrier on either side so that, um, the waves are not coming into this area on a general like, um, sea and, uh, you want to make sure that there's good depth for your boat for the keel or whatever you have um and that is and i correlated this to faith that in the living word that is living and active the more you dig deeper into the word the more depth and discovery that you will have in your own faith and i'll say that again so an anchorage needs to have a really good depth This correlates to faith in the living word that is living and active. The more that you dig deeper into the word, the more depth depth and discovery you will have to your faith. As I said before, sand is your best option in an anchor to go to the the bottom and set. You don't want it to have rocky coral. Coral is really cool to look at, but it's not something you want to set your anchor on. Um, it's not a good foundation to set your anchor in weeds or anything um, that's going to be binding. The optimal scenario to set an anchor is to find a place that is sheltered from the swell, and I talked about that. So usually in the beginning or in the, the entrance of an anchorage there's usually some sort of a barrier and so you're looking at the the captain that I was listening to he looks at the boats that are in the anchorage already parked and they need to not be swinging side to side he's looking for no movement in the boat because that will potentially could be something that's going to loosen up the anchor side to side So he comes into an anchorage and is paying attention to the depth, he's paying attention to all the things, but he wants to make sure the wind isn't kicking up to go side to side. And I correlated that to James 1.6. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of sea blown Tossed by the wind side to side.
0: And with that scripture, because I was actually just thinking of that scripture before you even brought it out, that it talks about that man or woman is double minded, unstable in everything they do. Because I was thinking about on a cruise ship, you put the anchor down. Because I remember we went on the cruise together and you look back at the boat and the boat is. You look at it, it looks like the boat is just parked in a parking space. Like even though it's on water, the boat wasn't, you know, rocking back and forth. It made me think of that, that if you're, because it says the one that doubts. So the doubt is what brings, well, should I, I'm not sure. And and I don't know. And you start going back and forth. And what y'all wants us to do is when you ask them for something, be confident that they're going to give the answer and trust, because when you do that, then that'll, The more we trust, then we'll start, we'll stop rocking back and forth and we'll, it's kind of like a metronome. The metronome will go faster and then the metronome just slowly back and forth and then we'll be steadfast. And it's interesting, I hadn't thought about this with the sand, that Yah will bring you into an anchorage at times and you stay there, but then they want you to go out of the anchorage to another area. And if you're on rocks, then how are you going to get out? But if it's on sand, you can get a good foothold, but you can then still move out when they want you to. So it's kind of a seeing it as the heart that you have that heart that's made of flesh, not of stone anymore that you can, you're able, Yahweh will move you and you'll move in the sand just makes it so much easier to pull the anchor, but the sand isn't nothing like you can't stay there. So this is just a real neat concept, how Yahweh will take the physical, And then teach us the spiritual in just these different aspects
1: and it's so interesting how um the boat captains um have what they call a cruising guide and it's a guide to tell them you can get all kinds of cruising guides but you know if you want to go to the caribbean islands they have a cruising guide for where the anchorages are, where you can eat, where you can get off your boat. There's a, there's so many things. And I contributed that to the, the word, the Bible that we have. Um, it helps them to an experienced boat. Captain uses a cruising guide to help them sail and maneuver from destination to destination. Very similarly, how we depend on the word of God to guide us to seek and search and learn more and more comprehend the words spoken to us through the word. And there are so many um, different places that you could go if you were a sailboat captain that you would need several guides. Um, Obviously, what we get from Yah is in one word or one book um, that we use to cement our faith in the word and it just it it was so interesting to me that was one remember this this particularly when i was searching for this when we were at passover how i got like giddy it was like they have a book. they have they have a book they have a book like it just so lined up with what what yah had had been um just you know, sharing with me. And I was, I was so excited about the presentation that I made at the beach as well, because it just seemed to all line up. Though, And after my struggle at first, when I first looked into it in the maestro, then it was so much coming at me. It was, it was just a great yaw moment um, to sh- be able to share this back then. And now again,
0: Going to go back to the scripture that you brought out in Hebrews, and something stood out to me when you were reading that. That in the aspect of of our faith journey, what is the anchor? The and it's in the scripture that it's the hope is the anchor, firm and secure. And people may say, "Oh, yeah, well, I have hope because." From where we came from, well, I accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. I'm saved, so I have hope that Messiah is going to return and then I'm going to be safe and all that. And from what Yah's been teaching us about hope, also in the same book of the Bible in Hebrews, it talks about faith and it says, now faith is being sure. And we could say from what Yah is teaching us, faith is about being convinced of what you hope for, of what you, you understand and being certain of what you do not see that that's, what's lacking. If you're not seeking after the true faith of God to find the truth, because you're constantly, and even the word warns on this, you're going to be, be careful that you're not taken with every whim, every teaching so that you stop being tossed back and forth, that you come to a maturity where you stop being listening to all these different things and that we can be grounded in the truth. And when you were speaking about Yeshua, when you said the cross, an anchor of like a cross, I thought of with his work and you crucifying yourself with him, that you enter into him. He's that hope. He's the blessed hope. He is, in essence, we're, we're not saved yet. We're in the process of being saved. We have the hope of salvation, meaning that we hold on to what we're convinced of as an anchor, that that's the anchor, that's what keeps us from not being moved, that we are steadfast. Like It's like that uh, you take Flint to start a fire, that your forehead is like Flint, that you're stubborn and stiff-necked for God, that, no, I'm convinced of this, and I'm in the process of knowing God more and more. And I am unswervingly unwavering in this truth that I understand that I'm convinced of. That's what keeps us from being tossed back and forth, because as the word says, when you are convinced, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. The truth is that firm foundation. So in essence, that anchorage is the strong tower of God, and when you're in Messiah, you're in the strong tower. You're in that immovable, steadfast, unwavering anchorage. And Yahweh will have you because even just looking at myself that me being in an anchorage and being steadfast, but there's a time where y'all will say, okay, well, now you're going to go out from here. You're going to go somewhere else and then you'll dock here. But just this aspect, I'm just saying that the it's so important to seek after God with all your heart so you can know the truth you can be convinced of it so you can have that security that knowing that that's what keeps you going because i actually had this thought coming over to talk with you that hope is being convinced of something is going to happen despair is you're convinced that something is not going to happen And I thought about this, that there's times like you think, wow, I would like this to happen, but I'm just, it's just not going to happen. And it's like, is that hope or despair? Because hope of salvation is, I'm convinced that this is the truth of God and that God is going to do this. And I'm not changing my mind. Yah is going to return. They're going to do this. But if you say, well, I'd like for it to happen, but I'm just, I don't, it's just not for me or it's not going to happen for me. Well, that's despair. Well, this faith that we have is not about despair. It's actually about getting away from despair and getting to that place of hope where no, I don't care what happens to me in this life, who cares? And again, this is in a in a practice continually setting it in your mind to get into your heart, but no, I'm not I'm not wavering on this. Now, if I don't know something, but if with this, what I'm convinced of, I'm not wavering. I'm not moving from this. You know, I know that the path of salvation is not just accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. It's about making him Lord. It's about repentance, obedience, and trust, circumcision of the heart. And you're not changing my mind on it. I'm steadfast in it, and I've set the anchor that this is the truth, and, and unless something is not clear, Yah makes it clear or whatever, but I'll let you speak to this as well, but that was just, that stuck out to me that the the symbol of the anchor is is hope, and make sure that it's really hope. Uh, put your hope in God. Don't put your hope in people because hope is about what is going to happen that you're convinced of, and YAH is not going to fail. YAH is going to do what they do, but when you put your hope in other people or things, you get disappointment because, well, at some point somebody's going to fail me. Somebody's going to do something that will go either against, maybe, well, it could be what you want, but what you don't want, but Yah's not going to fail, and the promises of God are yes and amen in Messiah, and therefore find your place to be in the anchorage of God. And if you don't know or you're not sure, ask God about it, because there is no breaking into the anchorage and messing up the vessels of God, things like that, that it's such a strong tower, but we can, we can abandon our faith. But this is about hope, is about just like faith, which is trust, that this is about you getting to a place where, you no, know, I'm convinced and I'm I'm setting the anchor here and I'm not, uh, my hope is in Messiah, like you said, that seeking Yeshua, seeking Abba and Ema with all your heart and finding that steadfast place where you're, you're not being tossed back and forth anymore, that you're not going to bring anything to me that's going to change my mind. Now, there might be something that can be added to or taken away, but no, you're not with what we have. I don't see anybody bringing something to us that's gonna be, oh wow, you know what? What we're doing isn't right and we're gonna change it. I just see it being, no, it's just gonna be more evidence of no, this is the true path.
1: And I did have one more scripture that um, goes exactly what you were saying is that it's uh, Psalm 62 verses five and six says, my soul find rest in God. My hope comes from them truly salvation he is my fortress and I will not be shaken just like you were speaking about that strong tower of there is there is no shaking of the faith Um, it's it's steadfast and it's um, it's that composure you have the unwavering dedication you have to God knowing that you're theirs and you are like in it for the long haul there's there's just there's no there's no end to the walk of faith i know that i have that i'm going to walk this faith until the end wherever that is and whenever that is for me
0: it's like it ends when you shed this body but then it just continues into everlasting life and with the journey that you're on now with the uh, issues that you've been dealing with here recently, that you could very easily be shaken without faith in God to where you would just either quit or I just, I don't know what to do or, you know, maybe I'll do this or do that. And it just made me think of the word where God says that once more I'm going to shake so that that, which cannot be shaken will remain meaning that because there's times in life where you're shaken, but does it, Are you like a fruit tree where you shake and you're a fruit and you fall off and you die or are you shake and you shake and you shake and then, okay, where you remain in the tree because you're that I've gotten, I'm getting out of you that aspect, which can be shaken, which is the doubt, which is the fear. But we know that from the word that perfect love drives out fear and that the YAH will shake to get it's the doubt that shakes you. Like when you're on that shifting sand that you don't know and you're not sure and you'll be able to be shaken. But once you know, or really more in this aspect of being convinced, because until we see y'all face to face, we won't know in full, but there are things that we've experienced that we do know, but it's more of being convinced to the point of, no, that you are not going to move me in this. Now before you could move me, but no more. Cause I remember when we first started this church, we were in the church room back here and we had a, I think it was Thursday. It was when we had just first started and there was a lady named Pam that would come and meet with me and, and Phil. And I remember sitting there and she would listen and she was really at times argumentative and she would just, she looked at me and she says, give it to me. I said, well, we well, just, just give it to me. And what she's saying is just give me the answer so I can just be done, figure it out. And I remember being there kind of like, I don't really know what I should say here. I mean, what can, what do you mean, give it to you? There's so much information. But now if she were to say, give it to me, well, I I can give you information, but if you want to really want to find this, you need to seek with all your heart. If you're going to be argumentative, then we're not going to sit here and talk to you and try to convince you of anything. Then you need to move on or, or do what else, do whatever you think you're going to do. But I remember those times, and you get you can feel inside. You get kind of shaky because well, I don't know the answer, and I don't want to be wrong. And the the this faith, the true faith journey in Yah is about the truth, and the truth is about being unwavering, about not moving from where you are. Like we don't see Messiah walking around. Well, I'm thinking this is true. This sounds like it could be true, or no? The, the reading of the scripture that I'm given to you is, and this reading is fulfilled and just moves on to something else or your father's the devil what do you mean my father's the devil i mean your father's the devil because of this this and this i'm not i'm not moving from this i'm even i'm even willing to lay down my life for this to where you're not going to move me on this that this is what is right to do but so many people just from different religions christianity where we came from that how many people could you go up to and, and you say, how do you know that this is true? And they'll just, oh yeah. And they'll tell you, it'll be, well, I think, I uh, maybe, I believe. And we should be getting to the point where we're getting away from the statements of, I think, I believe that. No, this is true. That the only way that you can have that secure hope is to be in Messiah with circumcision on the heart. There is no other way to have that security. And then people may argue and say, well, then you need to look into it more. You need to to do whatever because look what Yah is given that you can't, how much more clear can you get than you set that anchor and unless you pull it up, it's not intended to come up. It's intended for you to stay connected to Yah and stay in that strong tower. Don't leave the anchorage because if you do, you're going to go back out and you're going to be tossed back and forth. You're going to get shipwrecked or whatever. So this is just a good, this concept, just like all these things that YAH brings out, just to have another, another thing in the world to really hang on to, to be able to put it to a spiritual aspect. So I see this as just a beautiful way to tell people something in the world that you're familiar with, that you can correlate faith to an anchor and an anchorage. And think about an anchor. You don't just flippantly pull an anchor out of the ground. I mean, it takes a while to get it down. It takes a while to get it back. So, and you don't just throw anchors in the street, you know, you have to make sure it's water, it's sand, like you said, that it's a, it's a process.
1: Yeah, what um, I found out today or listening to this gentleman talk, it, it takes probably a 100 feet of chain sometimes to make sure that your anchor is secure and you're clear of all other boats, you know, so... He, he was saying that some people just make mistakes because they don't put enough chain out. And so you need to have that chain out no matter how long it takes, you have to have that chain out. So you have enough swing and there's some other things, but it was just interesting that you brought that up because I, I didn't think that was really relevant. I, I didn't put it in my notes, but it wasn't really relevant. And I was like, well, you know, if you need 150 feet of chain where you thought you only needed 25 feet, was just an interesting thing and the other thing i was gonna say is that yeah i have had some health issues recently and i my faith is not shaken but the unknown of some things can be um i understand they can be just a little scary they can be not that you're shaken in your faith but there is that just the unknown is hard to let go of. And you know, you will know eventually you're going to know it's like when you're in that kind of a wavering state of influx and you don't know, but in time, whether you have a doctor's appointment or something, it makes itself known and you just have to kind of uh, persevere through that which is unknown until you can get to the unknown. And I um, I know that just for me, that has been challenging because I'm like, I don't wish the days away, but I'm like, I wish it was my doctor's appointment day. <laughs> I wish mm-hmm. that I could be there now so I could get the information that I need to make informed decisions. And when you don't have the, all the information, you can't make an informed decision anyway. And y'all wouldn't want us to make a snap decision without the information anyway but i just i have i have physically felt that just this week wishing and i don't want to wish my life away but wishing that a certain doctor's appointment would come or need to get to see this or waiting for this test result or whatever it's just it can be um it can be a little scary but you just dig deeper. You set that anchor a little harder. You just throw the chain in. You just do what you got to do to be steadfast, like um, steadfast and unwavering in the dedication that you have for God. And we all know that God replaces and returns that tenfold to us. If we are there to be steadfast with them, they are there to be steadfast with us.
0: As you were talking, I just had a a scripture come to mind, but just beautifully, I just had a picture in my mind of being on that cruise ship and just being docked there. And I can't remember what, Half Moon Key? Is that what it was called? Mm -hmm. Where the boat was, I'm convinced that it was anchored because it was just sitting there. I'm like, this boat is, It's it better not be moving or it's moving, please move toward us so we can get back on it. But I just thought about when, and that's just one of those where we say it, but then I was like, "Wow, be still and know that I'm God, that it's that stillness in mind to get into your heart of that, that confidence, that trust of just like with your appointment, just be still. And cause I know as a kid, my dad would say, you know, cause I'd be, you know, be still, be still, be still. But, you can walk around and be still. It, it's like that where you get that. Cause when are you the most comfortable when you know, even if it's to say it may be something you don't, it, it's not the way you want it or even what you're looking for. You still, all right now, now I know now I've got the information. Cause for me, the not knowing is where you get the nerves and the, I just want to make sure. Cause like for your appointment coming up, I just, this is the one, cause I just want to know, I just want to know is, is it this, is it not this, is it something else just so I can just get it figured out. And there's times where I'll go to Giannis, like I just, you don't, what do you want me to do? And then when they tell you or, oh, well, that makes sense. Okay. Well, we'll do. Okay. And then like, kind of like that. whoo, Okay. But that's what this faith is about. It's about knowing And being convinced of it, and again, I'll make it clear, we talked about this, that we're not saying that with absolution that we know our faith to a perfected state, because it's not. Because we don't, there's things we don't know, but it's being convinced through the heart knowledge that you've had experience, like you've heard Yah's voice, they talk back, well, you're convinced, you haven't seen them in their fullness, so you're still in the journey of knowing God. So this is about the more that we verify with Yah and that we can be convinced of something, that's where the peace comes from. The chaos comes when you don't know or you're not convinced, you're not sure. That's the, you go to God and, well, God, if it's your will, do this. But when you go to God and say, God, if it's your will, then you you have doubt. Well, is it? Well, wait a minute. The word says, if I have doubt, then why would Yah answer? Because they're looking for that you're confident that are you are you thinking we can't do it? Well then why would we do it if you don't think we can do it? Now again, this is a practice, but it's it's about getting away from being tossed back and forth. And that's where we can have the boldness before God because we're not no longer are we being toss back and forth like you said in the anchorage and you had said something about well i just lost my thought and may come back the um the anchor it's about finding that place where you get that anchor firm and secure so that you're not concerned about death you're not concerned about what's going to happen because hey I know that this is is going to happen. I know I don't sin because, and here's, and you can answer this too, because I know this, because I've experienced it. I know what it is not to have a guilty conscience. So therefore I know I don't sin, but you can't, you can explain it. Well, how could you, how do you explain that to somebody? Well, you'll just, you won't feel guilt. Well, but how you can't, that's something somebody has to experience to know that. And that's what it was. Like you said, that your faith isn't being shaken. I agree with that. What what's happening is you still have your lower conscience that will stir up things that are kind of in that old, the old woman is, and I don't mean the old woman, but the old man or the old woman, in the past that that's, what's getting stirred up to come to the service. And say, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not going to let that bother me because this, because you, you have been set your mind steadfast, but you still have to deal with your lower conscience things coming up. So that'll happen <clears throat> because we still have to, to deal with that. But, The, even though there's maybe just one or two verses with the anchor, the, we, we have this in, in all through the word, because the anchor is just a great aspect of trust that trust in God, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, set that anchor where I'm going to trust God. And I don't care what anybody else says. Well, you have to set that anchor because, and I'll ask you this, do not people set the anchor in the worldly things? And they're not willing to pull the anchor, because that's the thing. The, there's a, a Christian song that says, "Man, if I just if I could have the faith to get out of this boat that I'm in, well, the boat is anchored. You're in that comfort place when no, I'm because I'm, if it wasn't anchored, then you would get out of it. You'd be like, no, I'm I'm done with this. But you're in that nice, you know, cruise ship that's all anchored, and well, you got to cut the anchor and go out and be willing to find the anchorage of God." And get away from it because people can, you can use this lesson to where people have hope as an anchor, but their hope is in themselves. It's not in God. And you can have the same process. Like you can put your trust in people or in other things, and you're not willing to pull the anchor. To seek with all your heart, you got to be willing to pull the anchor of selfishness and pull it up. And I'm going to sail, and I'm going to sail in the way of selflessness.
1: And I've had to do some evaluation this week week particularly um, just to was I being um, cocky or when I was explaining um, some of my situation was I trying to be confident in what I was saying because I knew what I was saying and knew what was happening but was I being boastful about it not an intentional way and in i went to you and i talked to them about you know i didn't if, if, if it came across boastful that wasn't my intention at all you know and just really in in the midst of this um illness i'm just doing the best that i can to stay on board with being correct with being correct with Yaw, doing the best I can to stay steadfast and, you know, know that I'm anchored to them and living in that.
0: Well, being in faith in God, it's not about being perfected. It's about perfecting. So you're going to, whatever journey, the journey that you're on, we're, we're both on a journey of faith, but you have different experiences and different challenges and that that I have, and, and you have different ones, and everybody does. But I remember, Messiah was, I think it might have been Peter, that he was told that he was going to be crucified in a similar way to Yeshua, and then he was like, "Well, Lord, what about about him?" Like talking about John, that, and Messiah said, "If, if he, if something happens to him before I come, what is that to you? You know, you follow me that." I don't understand why. Cause I had I had a broken moment yesterday with something that cause I had some thoughts that would come to mind about different people in the gathering and well, they're just doing this or they're doing that. And it came to mind of are you judging somebody else's servant? And I was like, if this if they're supposed to have this before I come, what is that to you? If you're you're dealing with what you're dealing with, you follow me, that don't be concerned about because really then I'm taking over the role of God instead of no, Yah's working through you, Yah's working through me. If you're going through this, if somebody else is going through that, what is that to you? Not meaning that, well, you ignore it and you don't, but it's just you be concerned about yourself because don't I've been through this before. But I just want to have what Phil has. Well, do you see what's going on now to where if you want what he has? You're going to have to go through and live and walk as he walks. So you look at somebody else and you think that, well, I'd like to have that. And it's like, all right, well, then you're going to have to walk. And then you may think, no, no, I'm okay with where I am because let me just give me my lot and my portion. And that was one of those where I'm not doing that anymore because you, you think that, well, somebody else has it easier and no, nobody has it easier. It's just, it's a different struggle a different circumstance and just take your lot and your portion, accept it, don't complain and move on because you may say, well, being crucified would be so much worse than being on an Island by yourself. And it's like, well, think about that though, because you're just putting it based on your own understanding where, yeah, have you been in a place where you're in, you're lonely and you're just by yourself for years and there's like nobody around just you. So And that's the thing with just what I'm getting from what Yah's bringing through you is, is that find that place where you're in the anchorage. You know, don't assume that you've been going to church for all these years and you, you're saved and and I'm in the anchorage and everything is fine and everything is comfortable. No, I mean, you've got to get to the anchorage. You've got to be at a place where you're in Messiah, fullness of faith to where you can be because he's, he's the steadfast one. He's the son of God. Make sure you're in him so that you're in God and they're in you. And that's where the strong tower is. And, but so many people, cause I know I've had this before is you just think that, well, you know, how could all these people be wrong or how could they be right? Everybody else, 200 and some thousand people, it's gotta be true. And you no, know, the only way to know if it's true is to, Verify with God because let God be true and every man a liar and make sure that what you're following is true and is steadfast. And because I remember, I actually remember when we were out on the lake and I think it was, I remember right, maybe July two years ago. Cause I think we were out there with Tori. We were there with Zach. It was a, a few of us that were there and we were in that little cove or whatever. And we put the anchor and I think Josh was going underwater to try to get it. And, And all this stuff, it just made me think of, and yeah, we were just, I mean, we were on the boat and the boat was kind of, but the boat wasn't, it it was going side to side, but it wasn't moving. We weren't drifting all over the lake and getting, and it just made, it was like a nice, safe place that, all right, we're just steadfast, we're steady and we're just going to enjoy being here. So it's not like it's a bad thing that you're just there steadfast in that cove. I mean, it's, it's good, but then there'll be a time where, all right, it's time to go. It's time to get up, go get out of Christianity. It's time for you to get away from it and start to go uh, in this direction. But, and you've had, I know you've had experience with boats and stuff. I really haven't had any of that is, is there a reason why you wouldn't anchor the boat on the dock? Just thinking about that. You mentioned that I don't have much experience with that.
1: Not if it's tied, usually tie it to the dock. So you don't have to anchor as well.
0: Yeah. And plus, I guess it's not deep enough. Probably because there would be no reason to because the boat, you want to move it. That's the thing. Like, you're not, <laughs> I guess if you weren't going to use it, you would just take it off the, the dock. You wouldn't just, I, that makes sense. You wouldn't just leave it there. But, you know, this is good. I've Just another, an aspect of learning the truth of God with just another physical example. You know, Anchorage, we've got just a, all kinds of different things on this. So. Is there anything else on on the anchor on the anchorage or anything? Can I see the the paper? So I remember when Yah would give us papers and stuff like this. It's like, well, put the paper away. Just wanted to see the the scriptures over there. Yeah, look at this—a heavy metal object, usually shaped like a cross, with curved arms on a strong rope or chain. That just how it ties us to God through the the cross. The Messiah doing that, and then uh, as well as us crucifying ourselves with Christ. And then even here enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, which is the Holy of Holies where Mother is, so that he entered so that we can we can be secured to him. And do you remember the reason for like, why you don't put the anchor in rocks? Is it just because it's hard to get the anchor to set? Or is it getting it out, or is
1: it both? It wouldn't set on a rock. It's not as it's not as good as sand. Sand is the the most um, appropriate.
0: So let me ask you this: So could we say that the reason that it, that sand is the best is, as Yah said in the word that for the renewed covenant, which is the uh, in Messiah, that I'm going to replace the heart of stone with the heart of flesh, because if it's a heart of stone, how can the anchor get down into the heart because you've got sin? But if you have the heart of flesh, which I can see is like that sand that it's flesh, like you can move it. It can be, it can be broken. It can be punctured just like the sand. You can get it in. Cause uh, it made me think about this. Like you get the anchor and you get it in the sand. It's not like it just drops and it lays on top. It gets on and then it kind of gets, in there and moves. And then all of a sudden it'll get that niche and it'll, it'll hook. And it made me think of you set your mind and things to get into the heart to where you get it down there. And then eventually it'll hook and get secured to it. But you've got to allow, you got to get it in the sand. And like it says that if you, um, plant the seed in the good ground, not the rocky soil, that you get the good ground that it'll, it'll anchor in. So I'm even seeing that now as like a representation of the, <clears throat> the heart, the lower conscience that you get it. And it's got to, you got to have a, a broken heart that has the opportunity for the anchor to set because if it's a rocky heart. It's just gonna, you can't get the anchor to, you can't get it in your heart. So that was just, that just came to mind with this as well. But anything else you had on this or not tonight? Okay. Well, you know what? This is a lot of good information. I'll just say we'll just we'll just stop here. It's a good stopping point like we have. Um, yeah, because, I mean, a lot of times y'all will give information. I think that's a lot of good information for people to think about and evaluate. You know, where is your anchor? Is your anchor in selfishness? Is your anchor in religion? Is your anchor in whatever it would be? And you've got to choose to get your anchor in the truth of God. And Yah has a way through the gospel message to get that anchor set, that through the repentance, obedience, and trust that you can get that done. And um, so no, this is good. Um, those that are listening in, if you would want to do this, we have a Facebook page, which is hidden treasures with an s revealed at aol.com. And we also have um actually no, that's the email. The Facebook page is just hidden treasures revealed. And we'll put post on there at uh, different times. Any kind of questions, any kind of comments, we'd like to, to hear those so we could even at times have a podcast topic to start with those things. But Cindy, um, anything else before we, anything else you want to add or?
1: No, nope, that'll do it. Sounds good.
0: And on Saturdays, Lord willing, Phil and I are on Saturdays, but on Tuesdays, it is going to be me with different members of our gathering uh different times and we'll see where y'all wants us to talk about but yeah but as we sign off just realize that with this anchor uh, in relation to faith that the anchor is the hope so it's about evaluation of making sure that you are in a place where you have the hope of salvation which you are convinced of the truth and the only way to have that is for you to seek it with all your heart and for you to discover and not for us to tell you but um Cindy, it was good being with you. You did a good job. And we will, um, Lord willing, we'll see you on the next podcast on Saturday. But until then, Sean and Cindy signing off. And uh, everybody have a good evening.
2: Thank you for joining us today on Hidden Treasures Revealed. We want to leave you with this thought. The greatest treasure in life, and especially in faith, is discovery. If we try to convince you of things, you may gain head knowledge, but if we let you discover things, you will have heart knowledge to know and understand and be able to give a good answer for the faith that you have. Treasure hunters seek treasure non-stop. Seek the treasure of God through conversation with them and through their word. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, and you will receive, seek, and you will find, knock, and the door will be opened to you. Seek the hidden treasure of God, and you will be blessed by it.